All right, it's good to have you back again, Damien. So it's fuck. It's uh, what, almost eight o'clock. Mm, my Norwood Three hairline is making me look older than I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> I better hop on that minoxidil and. What the? F- oh fuck! What was that? That was that. Uh, that was that drug or some shit like that. That. It's a. Uh, it's the active ingredient in Rogaine. So yeah. It makes your hair grow back. Okay. Shit, man. All right. So I mean. I guess you're pretty tired at 8 o'clock. It's completely normal. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, how's life being a barber, man? How, how, how's that doing, man? Okay, well, I quit the other shop because I was getting, like, one haircut a day. Oh, yeah? So the haircuts are, like, $40, Wait, so nobody, nobody really walks in. It's just the owner gets all the haircuts since he has the loyal clients. Mm-hmm. But I got, like, one haircut a day, and I was making, like, 40% commission. Oh, okay, that's okay. $20 a day. Shit. So I'm working at a new barber shop. Haircuts are much cheaper. Okay. But still the money isn't that great. Okay. I didn't know this going through barber school, mm-hmm. but in order to be a successful barber, you need to have a lot of clients. So, I mean, but it's, it's interesting, you know, learning how to cut hair and do different styles. Okay. So, fuck, I mean, I was, you basically went to school to the whole barbershop, you know, shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah? I took, like, a $10,000 program. Fuck! Okay, so what do they I teach know. you in this... Okay, so they give you 10000 bucks, right? What do they teach you in $10,000? Uh, they teach you how to section off the hair. They teach you uh, theory, like, properties of hair and skin. Okay, Different haircuts, your basics, high and tight fade, basic fade, uniform layer. Okay. Um, honestly, I don't think that the program is worth it. Like here in Canada, <laughs> you can teach yourself. But I just thought earlier, oh, if I go to hair school, I'm going to make good money, which wasn't the case. Okay. So the, the, basically your return on investment wasn't worth it mm-hmm. based on me dropping 10000 fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. Man, fucking hell. So, like, you ever been in, like, one of those, like, black barbershops where, like, the music's always bumping and, like, you know, people come in and... I've never been to those before. You've never I, been I, I haven't I haven't seen many of them around. Oh my I've God. seen barbershops where they do have music and they serve you, like, alcoholic drinks and those are pretty cool. Yeah, because, my, oh, my God, like, the barber I go down, he's, he goes by, by New West, right? I'd come in, you'd, you'd say what's up or something. It's like 10, 11, like on a Saturday, you just pop me a Heineken. Mm-hmm. So we just do that shit while we fucking cut hair. It's, it's therapeutic, man. Like, especially for a guy, like you get the blade just right up your scalp. I know uh, at the barber shop I used to work at, mm-hmm. like six months before, I heard that they serve nitrous oxide. What the, what's that? That's like a gas slash. It's laughing. It's like laughing gas, basically. So they like what? it gets you high. What for 30 seconds. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And why, mm-hmm. why do they do that? Well, I'm not sure. I guess just be distinguished from other <laughs> barber shops, But that's... Like a co-worker told me they used to do that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like they have those balloons and then... Okay, so they have those balloons and everything else. And you yeah. just kind of like... You just inhale it and you start laughing like, an, like, an, like a maniac, right? Yeah, that happens. Or you hallucinate. It's sort of a has different properties like hallucinogenic it makes you laugh makes you uh dissociated so okay mm-hmm. uh, disassociate 
All right, man. So, like, in terms of your life, man, like, there's a philosophy that you believe in. So, and in terms of that, I want you to tell me a bit more about that. Is this is it the same color as his mic, by the way? Hmm? Is it this, is it the same color as his mic? Your uh, your your, uh, your belief system? Oh yeah, the black pill. Huh? Huh? I was trying to make a joke, but <laughs> fuck. <laughs> okay, carry on. Yeah. So, I I basically believe that uh, looks serve determine your quality of of life. Okay. And. So you just want to talk, talk about the mic. Okay. Yeah. So your looks determine how good your life is going to be. Okay. And if you're born unattractive, then you won't have as many opportunities for dating and uh, social kind of stuff. Okay. But if you are good looking and born attractive, then you get all the opportunities dating wise, uh, social circle wise. Even for finding jobs, I think it's much easier if your face is very attractive and you look good. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of noticed that, like, you know, people who usually look better usually end up getting the job. Well, not usually, but have a better time getting jobs, right? People, you know, who are usually physically built, who who look pretty good, um, usually have other characteristics of characteristics as well such as you know high you know intellectual emotional quotient iq and things like that right mm-hmm. like do you think that there's a correlation between you know say the capacity as you know a person who's less attractive is there like a correlation between that um i guess being good looking sort of shows what your genetics are like in other areas such as your intelligence so usually good-looking people, I think, are more intelligent. Okay. But from what I've noticed, the two aren't that related. Like, they're ugly, smart people and, like, good-looking, dumb people, so. Okay, but, like, you also argue the fact that, you know, your looks, you know, will take you far in life, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, and, like, how so, though? Like, is there, do you think there's, like, a, an initial bias towards people? Like, for example, if I were to interview two people... If I saw someone who's like not kept in shape and someone who is kept in shape, I'd be going to the one that is kept in shape. Is that? Well, not just kept in shape. Like it matters everything: your uh, skull shape, your face, your jaw, your eye area, age, everything that all counts as a part of your looks. Okay, so like, so so break that down. So you, you talked about the jaw. You talked about the eyes. You talked about the the chin. The, the skull. The skull. The skull. All right, so break down, I guess, in your own matter, like how each of these things are fucking. Okay, so I guess I will start with the skull. Let's start with the skull, man. Do what you want, yeah. (laughs) An attractive skull, at least on a guy, has some roundness to the back. Okay. And it has some decent width. The forehead is not too tall or too short. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, I'll see guys... I look at the back of their head, and their back of their head is completely flat and pointed at the top. If okay, you know what I'm saying. so we have incel, we have pretty boy, and we have a slayer. So I'm assuming the slayer is the one with the flattest side. The, uh, so the incel in this picture mm-hmm. actually has a pretty decent skull. Okay. Uh, I guess this picture is just showing the difference in his chin and jaw. Okay. But like an unattractive skull would be... You see that 
like roundness at the back. Okay. It would just go straight up and even curve inwards. Fucking hell. And uh, like an attractive skull, like as that shape, like you can see, it's large on top, kind of curved in at the back. Some people have like a super large skull, so their head looks abnormally big. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it looks too small. Okay. So in order to look like, in order to uh, look good from a good haircut, for example, mm-hmm. you would need a well-shaped skull. Okay. I mean, a haircut would look really bad if the back of your head is flat or it's weirdly shaped. Really? So, because on this picture, it looks like this dude's head is flat. Like, I don't know if that's a... Uh... Is that a thing, man? You might want to um, Google image flat skull. Flat skull? Okay, so when, I mean, in terms of that, though, like, what's... Uh, what's This is all part of something called the black pill, right? So what is that? Like for people who don't know what the fuck that is, like what is like what is that? If you can define it in your own words. It's like the um, ultimate truth on how society functions. Okay. So everything is based on genetics. Um for example, your IQ that you're born with, okay. your looks, mm-hmm. uh height, uh, hormone levels, health. All these things determine how far you're going to get in life. Okay. So how so? So your health, your your looks determine how far you can get in life. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean by that? So are you just talking about the fact that this if this person looks good, then more opportunities will come to that person? So, for example, if you have somebody who's unattractive and has a low IQ, then they're not going to get any like attractive partners and... They're not going to get a desirable uh, socioeconomic status, <laughs> like oh, a uh, okay. like they might work as a cleaner somewhere okay. because they're like no matter how hard they try in school or whatnot, their uh, lack of IQ and looks will fail them. So there's going to be you know a janitor or something making minimum wage, and there isn't really much they can do to change that. Honestly, man, even this day and age, every, like not everyone can be a CEO, right? And also, society is hyper competitive. You know, rent is super high, and everyone is competing for jobs that don't suck. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So 100%. if you don't have a good IQ and good looks, then you're basically screwed unless you have astronomical look, luck on your side. Okay. Okay, but in terms of that, I think you and I can both agree on this that you know not everyone can be a CEO, right? Like if someone not has just to a be, CEO, or, but I mean, if you're talking about even jobs where you get to dress nice in a restaurant, like you know those guys in suits you see at like Cactus Club making twenty dollars an hour, they're like servers or something. Okay. If you're not good looking and high IQ, then if you apply to that restaurant, you'd be scrubbing dishes. You Dude, wouldn't be. That actually makes a lot of sense because, mm-hmm. like, if you notice, like a lot of the Cactus Club girls, man, they're fucking attractive yes yeah and you've noticed like how tight usually like uh you know the sleeveless shirts are or whatever they, they all and even as a guy like i know one guy who works at cactus club and he's not a bad looking guy like mm-hmm. you have to have a decent amount of good looks to work to work in a position like that especially mm-hmm. if you're interacting with a lot of you know higher end people right i think that's what cactus club tries to attract yeah and that black yeah. pill also affected me too because i've applied to a lot of restaurants and 
the only position they're willing to give me is washing dishes or something that nobody wants to do. Okay. Since people can only hear my voice, looks-wise, like, I have, you know, a large forehead, recessed chin, asymmetric cheekbones, (laughs) and a weak jaw. I'm also balding on top. So, (laughs) nobody can see my face, but I'm describing my face right now. Okay, so, you have a recessed jawline, you have a large forehead, and you're balding. And also, like quite a few forehead lines for my young age yeah fuck i can see it now mm-hmm. but then again like i guess i'm straight so i wouldn't know but I, I don't notice those type of things like do you think just people in general subconsciously notice these things and kind of basically comprehend to uh, categorize you in a, in a certain position yeah they do they subconsciously take these details in but yeah they don't like notice them they kind of uh I guess, interpret these details and project them onto your personality. Okay. So attractive, it's called the halo effect. Oh. So attractive people, um, just by looking at them, uh, they project a better personality based on their looks. Okay. So if you visualize like a very quiet, tall, strong, perfect head of hair guy mm-hmm. who doesn't talk much you think well this person's very brooding he's cool he must have a distinguished character yeah there must be something good about him mm-hmm. but if you take an ugly guy you think oh this person has uh this person's probably weird uh does strange things <laughs> Probably a serial killer. Okay. Low status position. Okay. So, mm-hmm. like your looks also determine the personality that you project on your first impression. Okay. So, so explain that then. So explain how your looks project who you are on your first impression. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, if someone's ugly, do you think they're, like, kind of insecure or... Well, they tend to um, subconsciously project more negative aspects. Okay. Like you think, oh, they're very uncertain in their self. They're unconfident. They probably have no social life. Mm. Um, Weird, bizarre interests. Uh, Not much of a love life, but a uh, good-looking person. You automatically sort of assume that, oh, this person is very vibrant socially. They would be good at talking to new people and making connections. That's why I think in the job world, the good-looking person has a better chance in an interview. Okay. Because if you think about it, an interview is pretty short. You don't have much time to demonstrate your entire character within, like, 15 minutes and answering a few questions. Okay. They have to sort of assume based on subtle things. Like part of those subtle things may th- maybe like uh, posture and stuff, but most of it is down to their appearance. Hmm. Interesting. So appearance plays that big of a role in society that people just don't want to accept that it does, right? Is mm-hmm. that what you find? Mm-hmm. And, and why do you think that's the case though? Like um, it's obviously an inherent bias that you know either you've kind of discovered you know people judge others based on their looks, but why? 
don't people want to admit it though? Is it just because they don't want to feel shallow about themselves, or is it because they don't want to admit like some sort of black pill truth? Or hmm, I think I think a lot of people, like you said, they don't want to be seen as shallow and have to reflect like negatively on them. Okay. Publicly admitting that looks matter. Yeah. And a lot of people just aren't aware of how much looks impact uh, their perception of different people. Okay. So they think, I think they confuse looks and personality in a way. So if you look at a good looking person, you'd assume confidence like right away. Mm -hmm. An ugly person, you'd assume like bad, negative personality traits. So. People don't pay attention with their conscious brain to looks, but it's more of a subconscious thing. That's why in advertisement, all the people advertising clothes and mm -hmm. stuff and even different products yeah. are more attractive okay. because of that subconscious factor. Oh, shit. Yeah, funny enough, man, I was, re I was re listening to this audiobook about it, and um, it's, I think it's called like Habits of a Millionaire by Dan Grzowski. And he was talking about how the subconscious mind is actually much more powerful than the conscious mind. Because if, let's say you walk into a restaurant, right, or even to a place where the waitress is taking your food, and if you notice a guy that looks down, kind of mumbles behind his breath, you're not going to associate that guy with success. You're just going to be like, yo, this guy might be miserable, this guy might be depressed, he doesn't have much going for him. But then if you notice another guy who's just, you know, looking at the waitress eye to eye, using her first name, like, oh, Janice, great to meet you, can I have this and this and this, you associate them with success, right? That kind of falls around, around the same principle, right? Yeah. yeah, that's the body language uh, aspect of it. And the, the black social ever, skills. Yeah, now does the black belt ever cover like body language or is it just only physical appearance? The thing about body language and social skills is that most people have those down. Like, Oh, really? Any guy, I think. Okay. Or I think most people just generally know that they have to be confident when they, when they speak to people. And I don't really see many people with major problems where they constantly look down unless they're maybe like on some kind of drug or recovering from some sort of addiction or I like generally from what I see people are quite social okay so I think that's a bit of an extreme example of the guy who's always like looking down and never but there are honestly there are people like that out there like there's mm -hmm. so many people that I've seen in Kano just out in the world who are like that you know they're kind of you know low posture you know not very confident in the way they speak and from what i've noticed and this is coming from a purely anecdotal statement is people step on them right just because people notice body language and they take advantage of that right they're probably uh, unconfident as a result of their looks and being socially rejected oh yeah based on them now have you gone through social rejecting at all or oh yeah <laughs> I've done around 10,000 approaches and it's been mostly rejection. In so, fact, okay. once I was a, uh, I can't say this guy's name, but once I was sort of a small time cameraman for a dating coach in the city that I currently live in. Okay. And in exchange for filming his videos, like filming him go up to talk to a woman, yeah. I would get free coaching. Okay. And uh, I just told like, um, I just told 
how to talk to women. Okay. So you say, oh, approach her and stand 45 degrees, have good posture, make statements, not questions. Okay. Uh, I do all that stuff, plowing. Plowing? What the fuck's plowing? Plowing is like when you run out of stuff to say and the girl runs out of things to say, you just spam random bullshit. Oh, really? To keep the conversation going. I did all that stuff, Mm -hmm. and the girls would, you know, they just walk away. I'd approach, I'd say, excuse me, real quick, I have a question. You have this creative and artistic vibe, and she'd be like, okay, thank you, I have to go. Waves her hands. Fuck are you, right? (laughs) I've never gotten those mean responses. Oh, no way. They're They're pretty nice polite. They're nice about rejection, but they still reject you. So... Basically, what happened was I was doing all of these approaches, yeah. and then the coach said I was internally resisting, quote unquote. In other words, I was doing all of the physical things right, but he said your vibe is off. Okay. And vibe is not really a quantifiable measurement of anything. Like I was doing all the body language and the verbal speech, yeah. the text game correctly. Yet these girls were still rejecting me. So eventually, like, so this guy has a sort of, um, he classifies different students as different cases. Okay. So there's the easy case, the normal case, hard case, (laughs) and impossible case. Oh. Based on how well they learn. So I was classified as an impossible case for all of my rejections. Oh, fucking hell. That's... That's sort of yeah. demoralizing. Shit, man. And, and what the reason? But I was that? doing all the technical things right. Mm-hmm. So I was approaching, 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 and every girl would have an excuse to leave, like, "Oh, I'm just, I can't talk to you. I'm going to meet my friend." Okay. So I've done like it's probably more than ten thousand, like. 12,000 approaches from the beginning okay starting in 2015 mm-hmm. and I actually still cold approach women to this day in fact two days ago I got an instant date with a rather cute girl okay she wasn't from Canada oh like she okay. didn't know much English but she was attractive but it was just off pure numbers game so what I did was I approached her yeah and then I suggested to go for coffee like right then and there. Oh, so nice. we end up going for coffee. I got her Instagram. However, she rejected me over text. Oh, what'd she say? I was, you know, just having normal conversation. And then I said, Oh, do you want to see Joker? Okay. <laughs> and she just straight up said no. <laughs> hey, you know, man, all I can say, all it takes is one, right? Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess if you're looking for that, I, I don't know. But, like, so you say that you're missing something, but that's something you just can't really clarify, right? You don't know what that something is? or I think because he's a he makes money off of uh, trying to teach guys game. Yeah. So if you fail, he'll try to find some excuse as of why you're failing. For example, mine was the vibe. Apparently I had, like, this very dark vibe. But based on what, like... I was a pretty outgoing guy when I was training with him. Yeah. And talking to girls, I'd make them laugh. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I had a dark vibe. I think just because 
he charges thousands of dollars for a boot camp, he had to find some reason to protect his business. Okay. So it's more just to justify the fact that you, that you, that you couldn't get laid, right? Yeah, he's trying to justify mm -hmm. that my rejection was another reason unrelated to my physical appearance. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, man. Like, but so you think your rejection is solely based on your physical appearance, or do you think there's something else, though? I think if you... Like, do you think it's based on your appearance? I think if you, you act, like, yeah. severely mentally ill in the interaction, and you're... Then it's obvious your behavior is a problem. Okay. Like, if you do something seriously wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're just normal... Yeah. Then... 100% it's your looks interesting okay so if completely like, like like there's no way a nice person could have a bad personality approaching like okay if you're just being nice and cordial with every girl like I was like I wasn't saying hey babe let's have sex I wasn't doing anything like that just you know cordial regular approaches okay like oh you have this creative and artistic vibe where are you from? I'm detecting a bit of a Spanish accent. Okay, so just be basically doing normal shit mm -hmm. that, you know, anyone would do to, if they want to pick up some girl. Mm -hmm. Nothing too crazy. Like, Nothing like gamey or yeah. creepy. Ga but still. Gamey so like gamey is like where you come across very try-hard in the approach. So like you're super aggressive and stuff like that? Yeah. Fuck, oh my god. So I'll tell you the story, man. So I was at the club, right? And there's there's uh, three other girls sitting at the bar, right? And I was... It was pretty fucked up. I was pretty drunk. So, like, I just... There's a super attractive Asian girl that was, like, at the bar. I just pushed her two other friends. I was like, oh, fuck this shit. I pushed her other friends. And I just gave this girl no personal space. Like, because at this point, you don't understand social cues because you're just so fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I just started... I just started getting her face. I'm like, hey, like, let me buy you a shot. She's like, oh, my God. Okay, sure, whatever. So, I ended up buying her two shots. And, uh, yeah, we just kept talking. I just gave her no space. So, she gave me her number, but that's about it. Like, there comes a point where, yeah, man, like... Yeah, when a woman is too afraid to reject you based yeah. on a lack of looks, like, she'll give you the phone number, but she won't text you back. Mm -hmm. She'll be all nice to you in front of your face because if she rejects you in a rude way, she's sort of afraid for her safety that you might do something. Or she because you're just a random... Because you're just a random guy at a bar. Yeah. And you're physically stronger. Exactly. And you're just like ultra aggressive. Because, yeah, like, when you get to a point where you're that drunk, I don't know if you... Have you gotten pretty drunk, man? I don't really drink much alcohol, but I've gone like a little bit buzzed okay. when so, I approach. So trust me. So there's a point where like you just get super drunk. You don't give a fuck, right? And I was at the point where I was just... I, was, I didn't give a fuck, right? I was like, okay, I'm the alpha male. I'm going to do what the fuck I want. And, yeah, you just don't realize how fucking aggressive you are when you're that drunk, man. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Like you, you, you give the girl no – you give this person no personal space. You're super aggressive. You're kind of, like, in it to, to win it, right? I mean, if alcohol is what it takes to take action, then I'd say do it. Like, it's good to – it's good to take action because if you're ugly, then dating is a numbers game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that I can believe it. Um, but now, in terms of like, like in terms of you know, attracting these, like attracting women in general, just attracting your significant other in general, like, do you also think you know having you know a good job or having you know a good amount of money or even like, having a good socioeconomic status that you can that does that people know that you have help you out as well? Like, do you think that's like a big factor? 
like, like a bigger factor than looks. So a good career is going to keep the woman once you attract her with your looks. Okay. Uh, if you just walk up to a girl at a nightclub or on the street and you talk to her and say, I work in an office making 200k a year. Yeah. Like she won't care unless you unless she finds you physically attractive. Okay. But if you uh, if you're dating a girl and she knows that you make 200k a year, mm -hmm. she'll be like, "Wow, this guy is both attractive and he has his life together." <laughs> so I want to stick with him long term. Okay. If you're uh, attractive but you're on welfare, then she's going to leave you. So your only chance is to be a player if you're like good looking and on welfare. Okay, but you, you because no yeah. girl will want to stay with you in that case. Mm -hmm. But you see these videos like on Facebook or YouTube where you know this random guy would talk to this girl who's super hot, then they then they would sh the guy would pull up in his Lamborghini and the girl will fucking come. Oh, after I've her. seen those. Yeah, you see, you see, you see those those obviously overplayed ridiculous videos, but. In terms of having that much money, how how realistic is that, right? Is that more common? Those than you videos, see? I'm afraid to say, they're completely fake. Or, they yeah. use actresses. I mean, all of those Lamborghini, those fake phone call pranks, they're fake. Like they're using hired actresses, professional yeah. cameras. Mm -hmm. So, if you try to do that in real life, it's it's not going to work. Okay. Oh, okay. Like you could try driving around in a car and talking to beautiful women, mm -hmm. but if your face is not if your face is not uh, attractive, then she's not going to care about the car. Oh shit! Mm -hmm. Really? But if you have a social circle mm -hmm. and you're in college, for example, then money may help you get some girls. Mm. But that's like when you're in your twenties and you have status so attraction so attraction is looks money and status okay uh, money and status works when you have a social circle with a lot of beautiful women for example college fraternity high school uh, you're working a big office with you know some cute woman in that office <laughs> yeah so money and status works in those situations. But I mean, I've done many experiments myself where I actually faked my level of money and status. So on Tinder, I would take pictures in nice clothes and say that I work as a high-end photographer mm -hmm. somewhere, like an aquarium or a video person or a hedge fund manager i've tried different jobs on my tinder profile okay but it didn't influence my results i've also tried fake jobs like dj and shit like that okay when i would cold approach okay but still same responses so in my experience it doesn't matter how much money you have when you when you're doing cold approach pickup okay but I have done, so this is interesting, so I've done a different experiment where on Tinder I would Photoshop my face into more of the idealistic uh, Chad look okay. or Slayer look. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay so for those, who do, for those who don't live in the subreddit of the Black Hole, what the fuck 
There's a chat. Actually, I know what the fuck a chat is. Like, fuck that. What the fuck's a slayer? Is a slayer like a chat or? Pretty much. Like, okay. a slayer has everything going for him. Big muscles. Okay. Uh, lantern jaw. What the <laughs> fuck? Okay, what, okay, what's a lantern jaw? A lantern jaw is a, it's a square jaw. That's with the pointy chin oh my god okay lantern jaw okay let me just take a look at this shit but anyways as i was saying i photoshopped my face to have all the perfect features so i went on tinder and i actually got some dates this way like this yep wow that's a weird ass jaw okay so go, go, go on so so you photoshopped your face to get some dates in Mm-hmm. Okay. And it worked. Okay. When I use my real pictures, I'd only get a fat girl okay. at most. And I'd get some trannies uh, swiping right on me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've physically met up with some chubby girls from Tinder using oh. my real pictures. But as soon as I put the Photoshop fake pictures on, okay. then the slim girls would start to show interest. Okay. And... And after I photoshopped myself, I got a few dates, but due to the uh, due to the uh, uncanny valley effect of photoshopping your looks. Uncanny valley effect. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I might have to Google that one for a good explanation. You no, know let's let's take a look at it right now. So the uncanny valley. What the fuck? You, you're honestly teaching me a whole bunch of shit I don't even know about. So uncanny. I'm surprised, man. The amount of times your phone listens to you and it doesn't pick up on some stuff. Is a common unsettling feeling experienced with androids and audiovisual simulations resemble humans in many aspects, not but not quite realistic? Yes. Holy, dude, this looks so fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, this is like straight from a horror movie. Yeah, you can see. I mean, it looks almost human, but. I'm actually scared. You just get that scary feeling from the picture. That's the uncanny valley effect. So the reason why this Photoshop thing didn't get me tons and tons of dates like I expected was the uncanny valley effect. Okay. Like, it's extremely hard to get the dates, even with the Photoshop pictures. I get maybe like one date a month, if lucky. But I still got better looking girls than I did with my real unphotoshopped face. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, fuck. I mean, the uncanny valley effect. That's, that's just a... If I, if I could develop perfect artificial intelligence, I could Photoshop my face down to, like, the smallest feature yeah. and give a realistic, good-looking face that still looked like me, mm-hmm. then I would use that 100%. Okay. And I would be a total slayer on all these dating apps. That's what I'm trying to do. Like yeah. right now, I'm sort of working on a mini project. Oh, okay. I'm trying to take like professional DSLR pictures of myself. Okay. And then I'm going to use Photoshop to the best of my ability and give myself all of those handsome features. And then I'm going to go on the dating apps and try to get some hot girls. Okay. I mean... On dates with me. And then if my face looks enough like the pictures, but just a little bit different, and I meet in like a dark bar or club, then she might be interested enough to go home with me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try that out. 
It's worked in the past, but in the past I used shitty iPhone photos, <laughs> and I photoshopped those. But if I had a professional camera, probably even a professional cameraman, take all these pictures, and, and I use Photoshop on top of that, you know, manipulate the hair, manipulate the jaw, chin, eyes, then mm -hmm. there could be some serious potential. Also, even people love good pictures. Like people love good headshots. Do you get yourself a professional DSLR? Do you get yourself a professional camera person? Take some good, you know, full body pictures, some good headshots. If you go down here, there's like a pink uh, alley that you can go through. Take a take a bunch of pictures like that, and I think you'll do well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but fuck, man. I mean, but in terms of what is confusing though, is that there is the black community, which basically sees things as the truth. But is it a truth more of a nihilistic way, or is it? Because there's the red pill, which is basically people see the truth. There's the blue pill, which is, you know, you're taught exactly what society teaches you to do. And then there's the black pill. So is the difference between the red pill and the black pill the fact that maybe the black pill looks at it with much more nihilism than the red pill? Or how does, what's the difference between those two pills? Um, from what I've seen on different websites, the red pill is focused on personality still like they still focus on masculinity and there's some more uh, hope like for example a uh, balding or a completely bald guy yeah who's five foot three mm -hmm. would think that if he goes to the gym enough and acts confident with his bald head and recessed chin and goes on tinder then his results will be good because there's a certain element of uh, having a good character in the black pill community. Like it's very masculinity focused and testosterone focused. This is like, I haven't really been on the different pill forums. Okay. I sort of have my own mm -hmm. uh, version of it, but the black pill, I mean, it's more focused on the facial bone structure and these core features that we're born with. Okay, okay. But now, I mean, people also tie the black pill into being an incel. Is that like a common mistake or is that true? Like, is the black pill like a side branch of incel incelism or what? I think they're separate. Like, the black pill is just a belief. Okay. It's a way of viewing the world. Incels are defined as people who can't get laid despite trying. And the amount of time has to be about six months to be an incel, I believe. Oh, really? So it was six months of not having sex? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not, not that bad. And, I mean, uh, six months? Like, fuck, people can... And, and it doesn't yeah. count if you have sex with, like, let's say a trans girl or a fat girl. Oh, really? Who isn't sexually desirable. So mm -hmm. to be an incel, you have to go out to clubs and you have to go on Tinder and try your best to get a slim, pretty woman in her prime. Okay. And if you can't do that, and you have to settle for like fat girl, or you only get like transgender girls, mm -hmm. then it means that you're incel. So, like six months is a long time. Like imagine going to the club and going on Tinder every day for six months. Oh, I and see. And not getting any results. So you have to act. You have to proactively if, if, do that. If you don't get laid, but you're good looking enough to get laid, mm -hmm. and you just focus on work or whatever, then you're a voluntary celibate. Okay. 
Oh, okay, okay. And obviously, incel is an involuntary celibate. Mm-hmm. So it's people that try and try and try, they just don't have sex. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. Like, is there, is there like an underlying reasons why these incels can't get laid? Is it because of their looks? Is it because oh, of their, is oh, it because their status? Is it because of their personality? Like, what I is think it? Since Tinder and other apps basically dominate the dating field in 2019, mm-hmm. like, if you're not good looking, then consider Tinder as your main source of getting laid. Like, Tinder's not going to work for you. Okay. I mean, I'm a pickup artist too. I'm also black pilled, but. But would you also you... consider yourself an insult? So I haven't gone late in six months, so. So technically, I'm the... being. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. So carry on. But, uh. Wait, what was I talking about? Before? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Well, you, yeah, you consider yourself a pickup artist, right? Mm hmm. So, I mean, I do cold approach and. And nightclubs too. Okay. But most people, like for most people, their source is online dating or social circle. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have a big social circle like most people, then you're going to be confined to online dating. Okay. So if your face is not good enough for Tinder, then you're basically screwed. Wait, why you, is that though? Like, why, you, like, why is your face so like so important on Tinder? Like, you know, because when, when you have Tinder, you can see, you know, someone's occupation. You can swipe photos. You because can... I, have, I, I field yeah. tested everything. I try to fake occupation with mm-hmm. realistic photos that support that occupation. And despite having the high social status, I'd still get rejected on Tinder. Okay. Either that or I'd get very undesirable matches who I wouldn't want to sleep with or meet up with anyways. <laughs> okay. So you've kind of done the work. You've, you've done the field work and you've realized what works and what doesn't work. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, what got you a consistent amount of matches was The Photoshop. Looks, the Photoshop and the looks. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you also talked about the fact, uh, I think we talked about this before, that at the end of the day, you know, Photoshop can get you the date, but it won't take you beyond a date, right? Well, you got you to gotta do some clever work once you get the date. So first of all, you have to meet the date at night, preferably in a bar. Yeah. Because if you meet her in the daytime, she's going to see your facial difference between the Photoshop. Like, I mean, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. So I've actually gone laid like twice from the Photoshop game. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. They're both like, they're both Asian girls. Okay. Quite cute. But I did get laid. And the way I did this was I'd meet at a bar or a club. Okay. With, with the pictures. Mm-hmm. So. And I'd also sort of angle my face so she couldn't see it so front kind of, on. So kind of like this? Like I'd either look at her like, you know, from one angle or a different angle, but never full on. And I'd also try to style my hair to mimic what I look like in the pictures. Okay. So her brain does this sort of assuming That, that you are who you, who you are, right? Yeah. Like you are who you look like. Okay. So it works, but you just got to be clever about it. Okay. Like try to look like your pictures. Uh, try to wear a jacket that makes your shoulders look more broad. Okay. So you fit the stereotype of a Chad when you meet her face to face. Mm-hmm. So definitely it works. Okay. Okay. So in ter- now in terms of an insult, though, so 
there is a whole you know subreddit of you know misogynist like just hate towards women and just you know the fact that some insoles want to have sex but they can't so they take it out on the fact that they just don't get it from women like why is that though like do they see that you know women are the responsibility for them not getting laid or do they feel entitled for them not getting laid like what's that i think they're just frustrated going so long not getting any sex like they just watch porn or whatever and they just wish that they could be with these beautiful women and they Mm. dream about these beautiful women and they're just deprived of that so it can be psychologically difficult like i'm going to admit like if you can't be with that attractive woman that you see everywhere on like pornos and like advertisement tv and at the beach when you walk on the beach yeah so like, do, do, but do you think Hollywood must, like must have fucked us up in some way? Like, you know, the amount of movies that come out with you know super hot girls and you know the guy has a six pack and everything. Do you think like us being blasted with so much Hollywood film might have fucked up our uh, perception of how we view other people? So everyone has a higher standard, but no one's willing to work hard to achieve those higher standards. I think pre-selection based on attractiveness would exist regardless of whether it was shown on TV or okay. not. Okay. I mean, if you just go out there in the world, go to clubs and go to the beach, you'll see attractive people everywhere living attractive lives with their partners. So Attractive people with attractive lives. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay, but like, in, in, terms of, in terms of people being attractive and getting attractive, it all comes down, I guess, to whether or not they can do it, right? Like, why don't incels work hard? Why don't incels, you know, get out there, you know, work hard? go to the gym then live that fit lifestyle I, I get it you know looks can only take you so far but if you work on other aspects of your life shouldn't that at least offset if not mitigate your, your looks they can I mean they can try and hopefully get a chubby looks match to their level but like, well, isn't that better like than if having they, no girls at all like, like if, if they yeah. for example want the blonde girl that they see every day at the beach when they're passing by then maybe if they go to the gym, get a proper haircut and good fashion and level their looks maybe one to 1. 1.5 one points. To, one to one point. What the then, fuck? <laughs> oh, yo, okay, wait, 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 what's 1.5? What's, what's, the, what's the system here? Okay, so if you're genetically unattractive, mm-hmm. then going to the gym and <clears throat> going to the gym and dressing well can level you by two points at most. Okay, so in terms of points, like the points are relative to what exactly? Like, what am I comparing to if we talk about points? So attractiveness is generally rated on a scale of one to ten. Okay. I mean, oh, okay. there can be a bit of subjective subjectivity to that scale. Yeah. But generally, at the very very low end, you have somebody who's you know born a midget completely bald mm-hmm. um, maybe missing a leg oh at the very high end you have a six foot five inch movie star yep. who's in his 20s and has a full head of hair mm-hmm. so if you're like a four out of ten you know maybe you're losing a bit of hair you have glasses or something like I'm basically a four out of ten okay. then with the gym mm-hmm. and maybe a haircut that sort of hides your balding and like a good jacket you can level up to a 5.5 or a 6 
Okay. And at that point, you may not get that blonde I was talking about earlier, but you can get a blonde girl who's like a little bit chubbier. She's not slim and having a nice ass, but she's chubby and has a nice ass. But uh, nice yeah. eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. But that's this is better than having nothing, right? Like it's a, like, would you rather have you know a fat, like a somewhat chubby girl, or would you rather have nothing but your right hand, right? Like <laughs> the yeah. somewhat chubby girl, but I try to maximize my look mm-hmm. to the point where I minimize the chubbiness of the girl <laughs> that I managed to date. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Like you like you you talked about this before. You know that people can do things to improve the you know, their attractiveness, and at the end of the day, you are restricted by that. I mean, it's you're restricted also, by yeah. that unless you fraud your looks, which is why I suggested last time. Yeah. So you wear height increasing insoles. Mm-hmm. There's this uh, specialized T-shirt called the Funky Bot. Okay. It's like this fake muscle suit you put underneath a long sleeve dress shirt, mm-hmm. and it gives you the illusion of having big muscles. There's a uh, Photoshop. There's hairline concealers that oh. give you the illusion of hair. Whoa. You can get a uh, if you don't want to go plastic surgery, but mm-hmm. have s- some money to spend, you have injectable fillers. The doctor will charge you like two grand, but you can get these plastic fillers. It's basically just a needle. It's a five minute procedure. Okay. And they inject it in your chin and jaw and your cheekbones. And it gives you a more attractive face. However, this will only last like a year or two. Or your body starts to metabolize those fillers and your face goes back to normal. But if you have some money and you're willing to like fraud your looks and you don't mind cheating the system, then there's that option. You can fraud your looks to a more attractive level and you can attain these slim, beautiful women. Mm -hmm. But like just general looks maxing, going to the gym and dressing well, that can only level you by one or two points at most. Okay. Because it's like, there's no gym for your face or your hairline. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Interesting, like, because, like, even then, like, a lot of incels, you know, look up to guys like Elliot Rodgers. Like, Elliot Rodgers isn't an ugly guy, but a lot of, some of them look up to this guy as, you know, the savior of the incel community. Oh, like, oh yeah, I think that's, like, the very why? angry radical Group okay, but obviously you don't, you don't identify as that. You're not even an incel. You're a black pill advocate per se, right? I mean, I've served many things within the manosphere. I'm a PUA. I'm this. I'm that. I don't really fall into a specific yeah category. So so you're you're anti pickup artists. You basically you don't fall into anything, but you kind of have like you kind of. I do what works for me. Oh. That, that's that's the thing. But the, the question is because I I don't I don't know how familiar you are with this, within this culture, but like I don't see why people want to you know praise people like Elliot Roger or Alex Manassery for hurting so many people because they're insults. I think they feel it's an injustice that these beautiful women deny them sex, so they think. Oh, so do you think Elliot they're killed? Mm. In a way, I guess. Oh, okay. So I can carry on. Fuck. Eight, go carry on. Carry on. Hmm? You see, you talked about Ellie Rogers, so. Yeah, I, like, I watched his manifesto. Okay. So I definitely know of him. Is it the one where he's in the car and he's just kind of like. Yeah, he's that guy. He's like, hey, Elliot Roger here. Yeah. 
my car is nicer than 99% of people in my college, yet girls don't like me. He's that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. in his manifesto, mm -hmm. the only time he really tried was once when he walked into a random house party, and even then he didn't approach any girls. Like, he just started insulting this couple and then trying to push people off the balcony, and then he ended up breaking his foot after they fought back. But, I mean, Elliot Roger was a decent-looking guy. Yeah, I he mean, was ugly. he was too ugly for apps and online dating, but I think if he was low inhibition and went out there every day to, like, beaches and shit like that and really approached a massive quantity of women, mm -hmm. like, he could have made it with he could have made it in life with a decent looking girlfriend I think yeah but I guess he chose the route where he just didn't want he wanted people to come to him not him go to mm -hmm. other people right but what about Alex Monastery man like, well, like well, is this kind of the same thing as Elliot Roger I, there isn't much background info on him oh that's what I mean there's just that one post about how he's going to get revenge on the Chads and the Stacys and how he ran those people over mm -hmm. but I didn't really know if Alex tried or did anything yeah for himself I mean he looks pretty unattractive <laughs> Fuck. so so the common denominator here is that they don't take action right is that is that is that it I think some of these incels just expect girls to approach them mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot of fake cells in the incel community fake cells like, they have this Elliot Roger mindset of hoping that a girl is going to approach them and make the first move. So they call themselves incels when they really have a bit of a chance. Oh. But I think the true incels did everything in their power to change, but nothing came out of it. Oh, okay. So there's fake cells who just want girls to come to them, but they don't do any action. They're it's like true. maybe six out of, like, the fake cells, I'd rate them on average like a six. 6 out of 10, 6.5 out of 10. Like, when you see their pictures, you think, oh, this person's too good looking to be an incel. Mm -hmm. But then when you ask them if they take an action, they say, oh, well, maybe I approached this girl at a college dance and she turned me down. And then you may ask, like, okay, what else did you do? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, oh, nothing really. Okay. There's no point in approaching. So... I say to correctly diagnose yourself as an incel, you have to do at least 500 approaches. You have to take some good pictures and put them on Tinder mm -hmm. to, to even know if you're an incel or not. Okay. Because like 10 approaches and calling yourself an incel, that's not big enough of a sample size. Okay. That's what I think anyways. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Oh fuck. Okay, but now I guess we can go back to Tinder, man, because I think... You talk about this quite a bit. Like, how much has Tinder changed the sexual marketplace? All I know is that it's changed in such a way yeah. that bars and clubs are no longer as popular for meeting women as they used to. Mm -hmm. Like, these women would rather be able to choose men in the comfort of their own home mm -hmm. than go to a club and possibly get hit on by a creepy-looking dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to go out there and meet women, then the best option is day game. And what day game is, is just walking up to a beautiful woman you see standing alone on the street mm -hmm. and just 
you, you can either go like indirect or direct. Like direct would be, hi, I think you're really cute, so I want to come by and say hello. Yeah. My name is this. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, hi, I'm kind of lost. I'm kind of new to the city. I'm looking for this coffee shop. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you don't seem like you're from Vancouver. Okay. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So if you want to go out there, I say just avoid bars and clubs. Do day game. Mm -hmm. Do day game. Okay, interesting. Because it's come to the point, like I said, it comes to the point where like women can now choose, even women and men can choose now who they want to pick up based solely on their physical appearance. So you've essentially taken out the fact that, you know, things like confidence, things like night game, uh, I don't know how I go, things like game in general are kind of not as important now because now people can choose who they want to fuck, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty fucked, man. So, like I said, because it's been different back in the day, because back in the day, people... Do you have to go somewhere? I'm just... This person keeps texting me, so... Come the fuck off. I just wanted to see what they... See if it's maybe my boss or something. Oh, shit, your boss texts you this late at night? No, it was just a friend. It wasn't my boss, but I was just checking my phone to make sure. Mm -hmm. What the fuck was he talking about, man? Ah, oh, shit, what the fuck were we talking You're talking about... Tinder, I believe. Yeah, uh, fuck. Okay, um, yeah, because back in the day, like, you could still rely on confidence and still make your way through. You, you don't have to necessarily be the most prettiest guy in the room, but you can have, but you can have mm -hmm. the most confidence, right? But nowadays, you know, with things changing and more of our youth looking down on our phones and rather than looking up and talking directly to people, like, you think there's, like, a diminishing level of, yeah, of people's so, culture? so in the, like, older days, yeah. uh, pre-smartphone, time uh, mm. you could basically you needed two things the confidence to go up to women yeah and to be good-looking so there are a lot of good-looking guys who didn't talk to women mm -hmm. so they would lose out to like the average looking guy okay who did go up to women but now like even the shy guys can just make an online profile mm -hmm. and they don't have to face the discomfort of rejection so they can play the game as well. So you're pe you're competing with a lot more attractive men now than you used to. Like, I think it was a mixture of both confidence and looks back then. So you could sort of leverage your confidence over your lack of looks to a degree. Like, if you're a midget who's balding, then no amount of confidence could save you. But if you're like an average dude like in 1995 and you went out to party every weekend then yeah you would go home with a lot of girls given that you would just approach them all night and have good confidence because the good looking guy may just be standing there against the wall not saying anything yeah holding his beer just sticking with his friends since mm. he's too shy I mean there are cases where the guy is so good looking that girls approach him but you need to be like an ultra chad to have that happen like even the chads mm -hmm. the girls don't walk up to them okay so you have to be like insanely good looking if you don't want to talk to women i'm talking about 1995 but in 2019 if you're like a seven or an eight and you don't have any confidence just make an online dating profile and just go from there, right? Mm -hmm. Fucking hell, man. It's just 
changed size is changing that because even then like people find it hard to talk to other people this is what from what i've noticed is that when you're at a dinner table or when you're at a just a bar in general people are looking down their phones looking at facebook texting and just, they don't have enough confidence to look someone in the eye and just talk to them about a subject. I think, honestly, like a lot of our you know social media apps and a lot of dating apps are taking away those people skills that are so reliable. Don't you think, or is that? It's not only that; is that people skills don't matter as much as they as they used to. Mm. So, so, so they just don't carry as much weight. Why is that though? Is it because because I think. Yeah. I think with all the social media and people looking down at their phones, they're sort of expected to be a little bit shy in uh, social situations. In fact, from what I've noticed, if you're super boisterous and confident, then it can be annoying. Like if everybody's looking down at their phone. Fuck yeah, yeah. You tell me about it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But does that piss you off, man? Like if you're talking to someone and then they're like just on their phone doing this. For sure. Like, why the fuck are we so addicted to these things anyways, man? I th- I think it has to do with society's focus yeah. on, on looks. Because all these attractive people have social media and we tend to look up to them. Okay. Because like, a lot of these influencers, you know, they take a picture of their ass. And, you know, mm-hmm. how, how many guys would fucking try to slide into her DMs, right? So you're obviously competing with a lot of these guys, you know, who want to get with this girl who could post a picture of her ass and put it on social media and make money from it. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's this uh, famous case that happened recently where a woman could literally sell her bath water for thousands of dollars. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. she sold her bath water? For thousands of dollars. She is this famous Instagram girl who is famous for her looks. And you gotta look so. So, who, so. so what is this? So, so, so while, you look, this, while you look it up, I'm gonna, uh, you can explain it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. So basically she sold her bath water to some desperate guys for uh, a chunk of money. Okay, so here it is. So Belle Delphine, the gamer girl infamous for selling her bath water and pranking thirsty followers with a trolley porn up account, Says she was arrested. What the fuck, man? I believe she sold her bath water for like within the thousands. Yeah, it's weird. I, she got arrested. Yeah, is she out? Uh, whatever. That's so weird. As you can see yeah. right there, she doesn't have to wage slave and work a normal job such as construction or, you know, some fucking labor job. Well, yeah, of course, because, uh, I mean, would you also attribute it that she also worked hard for her brand as well? Uh, like, no, like, being I mean, consistent? She, she, is, she is very attractive, and there are a lot of desperate guys willing to give her things for free. I think all she had to do was snap pictures of herself. She, there is no work. Like, she isn't as hardworking as your average construction worker by any means. But there's also an argument here that um, there's a difference between working hard and working smart, right? Like, I guess she were kind of worked smart to build her own brand. Like, is that, like, I don't know, that, that's that's kind of one way to look at it. I, I get it. Like, she, she can post a picture up and she can I mean, she did, she did capitalize on her privileges, but mm-hmm. if she was a male, then her strategy of 
taking a lot of photos and trying to sell bath water would obviously not work. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at all this stuff about her. This 19-year-old gamer girl earns salary selling $40 bath water. And, it's, like, look at this shit. It's so small, too. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. 40 bucks, man. What the fuck? She also has these live streams where guys donate money to her to, like, do something. Oh, yeah? Like, and she got, like, thousands of bucks at a time. Her video streams would be like, this username just donated 1,000 bucks. This username just donated 500. This one donated an astonishing 4,000 bucks. Why the fuck would people donate their own money for this type of shit? Makes me question society. I mean, I think it's I think it's really stupid. It's pretty dumb, man. Yeah. It's like I mean, guys yeah. guys out there are desperate if they can like influence a woman to do a tiny sexual thing just yeah. for them, then they'll donate a big chunk of money. Like to show her ass just for him. Like if I if I was a super desperate guy, yeah, I could and had a lot of money, I could like donate five hundred to get a show for like three seconds of her flashing her boobs, for example. Yeah, I guess so, man. People are desperate out there. There's people are thirsty for for that pussy. For sure. Yeah, but but you think you know? You think the reason why people are so desperate now is because society has placed pressure upon you know males to have to to, to get action, or like you think I it's think, like a societal thing, or? I think it's just innate desire. Yeah. When we look at beautiful women, we want to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just desire and how difficult it is these days. Okay, sorry, we got like about ten minutes here. Ten fifteen. Let's make it ten. So in terms of the um, in terms of like the solution to fix the incel problem, like what would you recommend? Like, do you think you know we should legalize prostitution where now these incels can have sex? They just gotta pay a bit of money, or do you think? They should ban you know, certain social media apps like Tinder, where you can. Like, what would, what would be? I think we kinda... should move in a direction that's more old school, where we don't use as much social media. Phones are just for texting and calling. Mm-hmm. There's no Tinder, or Instagram, or anything like that. And you know, we could legalize prostitution. That's that's a great idea too. Do you think we should legalize it though? Because honestly, I think we should. Like, if, For it's, sure. if it's safe, man, like if the, if the government, you know, like fucking formalizes it, if they, you know, make sure these women are safe and then make sure. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's I done, mean, you know, yeah, exactly. That would done with consent. Then, yeah. That'd be a huge thing to fix the problem that we're living in right Dude, now. It'd be such a huge it minimize, yeah. it minimize incels by a massive de- degree. Yeah. And like possibly even stop some shootings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now they can just, they can just pay what? 200 bucks for an entire night and they can just get laid mm-hmm. and 200 bucks you can earn in a day depending on which job you work for in two mm-hmm. days depending right yeah I mean guys would also be more motivated to work hard like they could just work hard at a job for two days and, and get laid from it yeah 100% so. and I think yeah I mean like so, so in terms of the insults though, like there, there is like I said it comes down to a correlation between their actual job status how, how much they money they make right like if you're more of an incel, most likely you're not making that much money, yes. right? Like why? Like is it come? Does it come down to their IQ capacity, like you said before? Well, incels 
I'm talking about the true incels, not the fake cells mm-hmm. out there. They they are born with shitty genetics. They are born with a lower IQ, short stature, and ugly face. <laughs> so right. it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be really hard to make money. Okay. Especially in such a competitive society. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So they basically have a lot going against them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully you have like a family member, close friend who can get you an in on a high-paying job. Otherwise, it's, it's going to be hard. Like, okay. like, if, like if it's completely over for you, mm-hmm. then try to collect welfare or something. Like maybe go to a psychologist and fake depression or something and just drop out of society since the only the only jobs that you're going to get if you're genetically disadvantaged is like dishwasher or scrubbing some toilet now is the reason why they have these lower paying jobs is this do some sort of mental like mental issue or something or is it do some physical like besides being ugly like do you think it's also maybe just due to like an inherent disability that causes it could Okay, but are most incels, like, do they have some sort of inherent disability? Some of them do. Some Some of them don't. They're just, I guess their brain chemistry is below average. Okay. They can't really talk to people, and they can't learn quickly. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why they, they can't get the, uh, the better jobs out there. Okay, so it's, uh, it's just... They have so much going against them, man. But at the same time, they just like I, I'm so conflicted. I mean, if I, if you're an incel and you have the choice of working as a like cleaner somewhere or faking some disease so you can get welfare, I'd say go with faking the disease mm-hmm. and getting welfare since you're going to be treated like crap at work. So there's really no point. Basically, just try to cheat the system. Mm-hmm. Just like try to get a better job while you're cheating the system. Okay. I mean, it's unlikely that you're gonna get pre-selected by a good company that will give you a good salary and nice position. Okay, but I mean, at the same time, you know, getting that nice position also requires you to have some experience in mm-hmm. that certain industry for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, I, I think I think even then, like, I think they just feel, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, man. I'm so fucking deluded, like. I guess they need to start somewhere, I think, right? And do you think that they have this high ex- ultra high expectation? I think if they start somewhere, as you say, mm-hmm. I think they're just going to be kept in that low uh, paying position. So even if they work hard, but they're not mentally all there and they're not attractive, they're just going to be held down and sort of swept under the rug by society. They won't be able to move up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like if you're low IQ and unattractive, just go on welfare, go on need bucks as they call it. Need bucks? Need stands for not in education, employment, or training. Since what? like rather than being a wage slave who's like exhausted at the end of the day mm-hmm. and possible future health problems, just fake something. Try to try to get government assisted housing. Okay. You know? try and make your situation as good as possible 
So instead of just bitching about it and just doing about it, you might as well you might as well do something about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're what you're gonna either complain about it or you're gonna do something about it. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna do something about it, might as well cheat the system, right? Yeah. I I guess, I guess that's that's one way of looking at it, man. Fucking hell, eh? So I mean, so why don't you why don't you want to be part of that incel community though? From what you've told me, like you'd rather be part of the black pill, you know, like thing, and you want to spread that word around. I... Like, why not? I just don't really resonate too much with the incel community. Like, they just stay in their homes and on their computers, and they don't really do much. I mean, at least I'm out there. I'm experimenting with new theories. I'm trying to approach women. I'm Mm -hmm. doing, like, out-of-the-box ideas, like Photoshopping my face. Yeah. All they want to do is post on uh, internet forums. Yeah? About, like, how life sucks and, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Joe, in terms of a haircut, man, let's kind of tie this all of this back together, man. In terms of you Into being the a, haircut, okay. Back to the fucking haircut, man. Like, how important is a good fucking fade? Just, how important is that shit? Okay, it depends on the situation. If you have a robust skull, or even a normal skull, <laughs> okay. I'm going to admit here that a good fade in the right lighting can make a guy higher up in looks. So if you're in a dark club, a dark nightclub, where she can't really see your face, but you get a sick fucking fade, then she might assume that you're good looking and you might be able to buy her a drink or like even get a small kiss from her. Okay. Like I've noticed more interest from females when I got a really nice haircut. Okay. And it's worked. I've gotten like small things from bars and clubs, like a girl wanting to hang out with me for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like after I came back from the barber shop, I would go to I, I like go out somewhere, and the girl would be interested in talking. Yeah, interested in talking to me. Okay, she'd want to like hang out for a drink or two. Okay, so the haircut definitely helps. Okay. If you, like, specifically, you should get a fade and have, like, a line going through one side and, like, some good product and a nice jacket to complement that haircut. I mean, I work as a barber mm-hmm. right now. So I've seen many times where the haircut greatly improves the guy's look at a certain angle. Like, in a bright area where people can see your face, the haircut isn't going to help. But in select lighting, the haircut can help. <laughs> so people people basically underplay the power of a good haircut, right? They do. Why, though? Are they just cheap? Or like, is just, do you just not realize like a good fade is... I think... They just don't spend as much time looking into barbering. Okay. But I've been friends with barbers. I follow barbers on Instagram. I went to barber school. Mm-hmm. So I've seen so many before and afters okay. of guys going in for haircuts. Mm-hmm. But there is a prerequisite. You need to have hair for this to work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's... <laughs> um, so... A haircut might not save everybody, but it can save a few people. 
He also needs the right skull for the good haircut. Yes, you do, man. All right, man. Fuck it. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, man? I think that concludes everything. Cool, man. It's great having you on again, man. Thank you so much for coming in. It's now 9.15 at night on a Wednesday, man. Got any plans in that after? You gonna hit the clubs? And if I see a girl walking down the street, I might, I might try to approach her. But other than that, I'm just gonna bus on home. Fucking <laughs> <Get Or>, hell! <laughs> or I might, I might go somewhere to eat. Sure, man. Might as well be nice young.